Hey friends, my name is Becky Kopitsky, and this is the Inspired Business Podcast, where we talk all about how to earn a God-honoring income from your creative work so that you can serve more people in less time and sustain your message financially. In this show, you'll discover smart and biblically sound strategies for growing your reach, promoting your content, honing your craft, and building a business that's based on your top priorities of family and faith. Together, we're going to boost your influence and your income so you can keep changing the world one conversation at a time. I am so glad you're here. Well, hi, friends. This is Becky Kopitsky, and you're listening to the Inspired Business Podcast. And today's episode is near and dear to my heart because we're talking about how to grow an audience while getting paid to do it. There's a special kind of beauty in that process when you can grow your reach and bless more people and do it while income is flowing into your business so that you can keep running your business and providing for your family's needs at the same time and even some of their wants, if God allows. So speaking of wants, it's homecoming season. A lot of you I know are in the midst of that if you are parents of teens. And I learned last year when my firstborn was a freshman, I learned what homecoming means. I guess I'm kind of ignorant because last year I was just picturing the homecoming dances of my own high school days in my small town, you know, when I just toss on one of my mom's dresses and show up at the gym for a dance. But that's not how it works anymore. <laughs> and I know a lot of you seasoned parents know this, so I'm a little slow to catch on. But last year was my first experience with the whole ordeal of finding the perfect dress, making special arrangements for getting my daughter's hair done and her nails done, taking a thousand pictures in the park downtown, not just in the backyard, right? Because the park was the most picturesque. I had no idea how many wants would be involved in one high school dance. And it wasn't even prom, you know, it was homecoming. I thought that was sort of like the stepchild to prom, but it was still a big deal. But now I get it. I get it now, right? Having been through it a year and now this is our second year of homecoming. And so this year I went into this homecoming season knowing what to expect. And it is one of my joys as a mom to support my daughter's friendships and a healthy social life and school dances are a part of that. And they're really special. So I was happy to oblige some of her wants for this special occasion, the dress and pre-party with her friends at our house and the whole nine yards. It was really, really a fun time. All, all except for the shoes, by the way. Last year, we waited too long to find a pair of shoes for homecoming. Has anybody ever been in this position? Where then suddenly we turned desperate because all the shoes at all the stores were picked over. So out of total desperation, I ended up ordering a pair of right shoes online for the wrong price because we needed them needs versus wants, right? Okay, what really happened is they all ended up tossing their heels and wearing Converse anyway. But I told my sweet girl that after we had purchased those delightful shoes for last year's homecoming, that she would wear that exact pair of shoes now for every dance of her high school career and possibly college too. <laughs> so there were a lot of wants involved in homecoming this year, but one of them was not a new pair of shoes. There were no new pair of shoes this year. Wants, right? Wants versus needs. So what does that look like in business? As content creators, most of us want more followers, a bigger audience, more subscribers that we hope will then convert to more sales or more clients. And growth in business is good. 
especially if it means that more people's lives are being transformed by your content. That is a good thing. That is the purpose of what we do. But in the pursuit of this want of gaining more subscribers, I think a lot of us might tend to sacrifice the need of financial sustainability or financial return. I mean, we give away a lot of stuff just to gain subscribers. Free lead magnets, you will learn this about me, free lead magnets are not my favorite strategy. There are ways to do them well, but they're not my favorite. And this I learned the hard way. You know, in the past, I'd spent countless hours and dollars managing social media, hiring somebody to manage my social media, to create lead magnets, all of it in an effort to grow my list, to grow my social following, and to increase numbers largely to appease a publisher. And when you pour yourself into that task and then you don't see any returns for it, and I'm talking about financial returns in particular, when you go into debt to grow your audience, that is a recipe for frustration and burnout. So I've had to learn to operate my ministry differently, like a business. business businesses, they can't stay operating in the red for long if they're going to stay afloat. So I've discovered how to approach my audience growth as income growth. It's an approach that says, yes, I want to grow my audience, but I need to get paid to do it. And I want to share with you in this episode some of my favorite ways to grow your reach, to build your list, but to earn money while you're doing it. Okay, this is really exciting. So let's start with number one, partner campaigns, also called referral marketing. Partner campaigns. This means find other content creators or influencers in your niche or related to your niche, people whose audience will be interested in your offer. But these are folks who are not your direct competitors, meaning they don't sell a product that's similar to yours, but their audience is similar to yours. They're serving their audience perhaps in a different way from what you are, but their audience is interested in what you have to offer. They fit your target market, your customer avatar. So find these people and then invite them to share your product with their audience for a commission, a commission of any of the sales that you get from their people. This is also called affiliate marketing, but partner campaigns in particular, take it up a step because you're asking them to be actively involved with you in promoting your program. So the best way to do this I found is through a webinar or a live event of some sort where people have to sign up to attend. So this isn't just saying, I have this PDF download. Can you ask your people to sign up for it or even to purchase it? You're asking them to exchange their time to join you on a live teaching event. And so your partner invites their audience to show up in an event that you are co-hosting with a partner and you are presenting as the trainer. So now anyone through that event who then converts to the offer that you share during the event becomes a sort of a co-customer. So you will pay out a commission of that conversion to the partner. So it's a win-win. But for those people who don't convert during the live event, you can keep nurturing them through email communication. But the beauty of partner marketing is that the folks who sign up for your event, the partner has invited them to, go onto your email list so you can continue communicating with them. You may have the opportunity to convert them down the road, build relationships with them. But the thing here is that you only spend money when you make money. 
You pay your partner a percentage of the sales off of that live event as a commission, but only when a sale actually takes place. So there's no risk. You're not shelling out tons of dollars on marketing up front, you know, only hoping that it's going to convert. You get a conversion first, and then you pay the partner their commission. That's why I love partner campaigns. And when you go into a partner campaign, you are a vetted expert because this partner is standing in front of their audience saying, here is, here is Becky, here is Sally, here is Jason. This person really knows their stuff. And I'd like you to welcome my, my colleague, my friend here to share this training with you. So you're already vetted when you're working on a partner campaign. So that's one of my favorite strategies for building your list and earning money while you're doing it. Number two, social media ads. Oh, I know you just want to groan right now, right? Like, oh, don't talk to me about Facebook ads. Yes, they're tricky. Yes, they are. They are increasingly tricky in today's day and age, but they can be a game changer when you know how to run them and when you run them well. They were a game changer for me. So here's my suggestion with social media ads. First of all, get good training. My favorite resource for Facebook ads training is the Brilliant Business Moms Facebook Ads Intensive Course with Beth Ann Schwamberger, and I'm going to provide a link to that below. I also recommend a course by my, my friend Jared Messer for YouTube ads, and I'm going to link to that in the show notes too. So ads, get good training. And then secondly, my suggestion is to offer a low ticket product. For example, a $37 product, maybe a $27, I wouldn't go less than $19. Or if you insist on using a free lead magnet at the start of your sales funnel for an ad, please at least make sure that your lead magnet leads to a tripwire, which is an upsell page that immediately appears after a person signs up for your freebie. Because your goal here is that at a minimum, you need to break even on your ads and ideally generate a profit. So that every new signup or every new customer is essentially paying you to grow your list or collectively these new signups have paid you to grow your list because you have a high enough conversion rate on your low ticket product or your tripwire that you are not just forking over sunk costs to get people on your subscriber list. So ads can work. You just need to work with them. You need to get some good training and you need to find the formula that works for you and then you will get paid to grow your audience. All right, number three, beta test, beta test. Now this might have less to do with growing your audience than with actually getting paid to create a product that you can then use to grow your audience through ads and partners. But in general, the point is, if you can avoid accruing expenses during your product development phase, and instead get paid while you create the product, that is ideal. And this works especially well for online courses. So reach out to your audience and invite a limited number of people to be your beta testers. You wanna to offer to sell them your new course at a great deal, half price, for example, if they will agree to number one, receive the content as it's being developed, you're going to drip that content to them as you are creating it. And number two, if they will agree to give you feedback to improve it before you release this new course to the masses. Now, this not only gives you a really great cash infusion as you're creating the content, it also does ensure that your content is meeting your customer's needs before you roll it out to everyone. Basically, you get paid to create a better product. 
I love beta testing. So if you are developing an online course, I highly recommend going that route. And another advantage of beta testing is that if you've had a round of people go through it, help you develop it, then you already have a built-in group of people who would be willing to give you a testimonial that you can put on your sales page. And testimonials are key on your sales page. Okay, and then finally, how to get paid to grow your audience. Host a summit. Last week, we at the Inspired Business hosted the Inspire Summit, which was a gathering of over over 30 experts in the Christian content industry. And that summit was so much fun. It was a lot of work to put together, but it was worth it. Because first of all, we were able to serve our audience with really excellent teaching and inspiring messages. And that was the purpose. But the summit also helped us to grow our audience because our guest experts announced the event to their own audiences, and they invited them to register for it. And it was a free event, so there was a very low barrier to entry. It was a freebie to Tripwire funnel, actually. If any of you participated in it and you paid attention to that, it was essentially a freebie to Tripwire model because we did have a paid upgrade. So as a free event, there's very low barrier to entry, which means that anybody who wanted to could sign up and take advantage of all that the summit had to offer. So every new sign up is a new person on our email list. So when people who were not a part of our audience, but were a part of one of the guest experts audiences, heard about the summit and signed up for the summit, they joined our email list when they registered, and then we offered them a paid upgrade for anybody who wanted some bonus content and extended access to the summit beyond what that free ticket offered. And a lot of people took us up in the paid ticket opportunity. We had a really fantastic conversion rate on that. So we essentially got paid to grow our audience while we were serving people with amazing Christ-centered content. It was fantastic. Now, do I recommend hosting a summit involving 30 plus interviews like we did? No, not necessarily. One idea that is gaining popularity right now is mini summits, which are events featuring maybe just four or five subject matter experts, guests. And when you are strategic about who you invite to speak into your audience, and if you ask those guest experts to share your summit with their people, you can get a decent boost of subscribers to your list without having to go through the process of compiling dozens of sessions. Now, don't get me wrong, a summit is still going to be a lot of work, whether you have four or five people speaking into it or 30 plus like we did, because you still got to go through the process of creating a sales page. You've got to set up the sales funnel. You've got to write the email content, the swipe copy for your guest experts. You've got to prepare any bonuses for a paid upgrade. It all involves the same amount of work, whether you've got one guest or 50. Where you will save time is in the session editing for example, or coordinating with a lot of guests. Coordinating four or five people to speak in a summit is going to be less time intensive than coordinating 30 plus like we did for the Inspire Summit. But just remember that that doesn't mean it's a simple process. There's still a lot of work involved, but for a really great purpose. Serving people, growing your reach, and serving your guest experts well by enabling them to gain exposure to more people too. So I look at summits as a win-win in that regard. I think sometime I'll do a full podcast episode on summits because I had have a lot more thoughts on the pros and cons and of what makes an effective summit for you and for your guests. But for now, just know that a summit or an online conference, whatever you want to call it, that is another great way to get paid to grow your audience. So, all right, that wraps up this episode of the Inspired Business Podcast. I hope this was helpful. I want to see you grow, you know, but I don't want to see you go into debt in order to make it happen. 
We are about sustainability here at the Inspired Business. We're about growing our businesses, our ministries financially so that they can remain afloat and so that you can bless your family with some returns. And honestly, the more income you have from your ministry or your, your business, the better you can serve your audience. So as you're choosing strategies for growing that audience or your email list, especially if you have a lot of freebie strategies that aren't going to earn back any income, do add some solutions that will earn money too as you grow so that you can at least break even, even though I really want you to do more than that. Generate returns that will bless your pocket and help grow your business. And that's how you will be able to continue serving people with your amazing content. Thanks, friends. So glad you're here. Hey, friends, thanks so much for joining me here on the Inspired Business Podcast. I hope this episode spoke to your heart and encouraged you. Hey, let's connect beyond the earbuds. If you have questions or thoughts about today's episode, feel free to email me directly at Becky at theinspiredbusiness.co. That's .co. And I'll be happy to respond. I love hearing from my listeners. And I especially love working alongside you to serve people, to earn money, and to change the world in ways only Christian creators can. God bless you.